Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. What's goody, Hot Breath The Verse? Welcome back. It's Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and our mission here at Hot Breath is to cultivate the next generation of great comics, and you listening to this right now means you are a part of that mission. And today's episode is a tough topic to tackle, but it's something that's necessary. If you've listened to a few episodes ago, we just lost a very, very, very valuable member of the Hot Breath family. Uh, PJ Keen, and there's been a lot of grief, and there's been a lot of confusion, and even other members of the community have lost members of their family, and even if you're not, if you're new to the Hot Breathiverse, I'm sure you or you've known someone who's been going through this, so this is really an episode bringing in two comics who have been able to turn tragedy into comedy, and they give a lot of really helpful tips and just candid advice about what they went through in these moments and how they're able to overcome them and use comedy to really conquer that. And we did this in our Hot Breath Pro community, which is our private membership group. We don't post all the Q&As from Hot Breath Pro, but I thought this one was um, a topic that we should get out there and really hopefully help some of you that are struggling right now. So these two comics have created their own comedy specials based on the family tragedies they've experienced. And they're open to connecting with you. I'm open to connecting with you as well. If you do find moments in this episode inspiring or that raise more questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to either of the guests or me, and I can help you however I can. But these two comics are really uh, the more experienced in this, and I reach to them for advice. And I would recommend you do the same and really follow their advice if you're going through a tough time right now. And with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath with Glenn Tickle and Winston Hodges. We have, of course, we have Glenn Tickle and Winston Hodges here. Would you guys just kind of give kind of a quick intro to like who you are, your comedy, and kind of you know, what, you, what you've been able to do to transforming tragedy into comedy. We could start with Glenn since he's in the top here. Sure. Uh, my younger brother died in a car accident in 2016, and I turned it into an hour uh, of jokes about that specifically, but also, like, I, I bring up, like, stories from my grandparents' funerals and stuff, just kind of the general topic of, of death and grief. Uh, and released it right at the beginning of everything shutting down, uh, which I feel like you'd think, oh, great, like everybody's home looking for things to watch, but then also everybody's home because there's a, a global pandemic and maybe people don't want to meditate on death for an hour. Um, so I, I, I genuinely don't know. I think it evened out. Like I think it would have been the same if I released it outside of a pandemic in terms of how many views and stuff it's gotten. And uh, how about how about you, Winston? Uh, yeah. So my dad, uh, he passed away from pancreatic cancer in uh, June 2019, 
and uh, I like immediately started doing stuff about it. Like uh, when he was diagnosed with cancer, I did a set that night, which was just me kind of riffing for 10 minutes. And then the night he passed away, I went and did 10 minutes. And then it got to a point where I was just like all the stuff I was doing at Mike's for the most part was about my dead dad. So I'd gotten up to like 30 to 35 minutes of that material. And like, you can't really just do that during a feature set. So uh, I decided to like kind of, just make something and then the pandemic hit. So I had to make a special during the pandemic and um, released it back in October of last year. And uh, it's been pretty cool. And then I also started a podcast called Dead Dad Comedy Pod, where me and uh, an improviser, Amber Hendricks from uh, Richmond, Virginia as well. We both of our parents, we both lost our fathers to pancreatic cancer and we have comics and individuals come on who either work in the death industry or have lost someone. And it is about as candid and frank a conversation about death as you can have, like very inappropriate jokes, but also Mm. like moments where people are crying. And if you're someone that handles, you know, your loss and stuff and grief through that type of stuff, it's we've had a lot of people reach out and uh, have, have, have enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, uh, Bobby said, hot breath, grief episode as I stream This Is Us. I got to pause This Is Us or my emotions will explode. <laughs> um, and she said, I've seen your set really helped. I think she was talking when Glenn was talking. I've seen your set really helped me through the loss of our boy. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's really um, nice. Yeah, and we'll have links to both of their specials. I don't know what to say when people say that, to be honest with you. Like, I, I, <laughs> thank you're you welcome. feels right, but it's like, no, I'm sorry. You're welcome you, is what you yeah, say. You you're, say welcome. you're fucking welcome for what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I am so brave and important. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm glad you found it. I'm sorry you went looking for it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and Evelyn said me too. Oh, Joan and Evelyn said they'll be watching after as well. Yes, we'll be sure to share links to both of those as well. Um. So how, I mean, what, I mean, how to, where, yeah, you, Winston, you said you started talking about it immediately. I mean, how do you, how do you, yeah, how do you do start to translate this? You don't even know how to process it. And then how do you transform it into like comedy? You know, I was lucky, such a weird, I'm lucky that my dad, when my dad passed away, I was where I was at comedically. Like I was already at a point where it's like, I was pretty well respected in my scene. I was already doing a lot of different things. So it's like I I had enough goodwill in my scene of when I got on stage, people were willing to listen. And and, and it, it was it was a lot of like, that's how I process stuff. When my dad got sick, I wanted to be around my friends. And I was mm-hmm. at the point where like all my friends are comics. Like that's just who my friends are. And so just being able to get on stage and talk about it without, I didn't care if it bombed. Like if it bombed, it bombed, but it's like, these are thoughts that I had. I was so angry. And I think a lot of people know that like, if you look at most comedy, 80% of the emotion usually is someone angry about something, depending on if they're furious or just kind of annoyed. Uh, And I just kind of channeled that into just trying stuff and writing on stage and basically using standup as a form of journaling, as opposed to like actually writing down my feelings and stuff. Oh, and what was your process, Glenn? Uh, pretty similar. Uh, I took I took two weeks off from doing shows after my brother died, um, and then same thing. Like when I got back on stage, it felt disingenuous to just act like it didn't happen and and go back to doing regular material. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, similarly, like I've I've been doing 
comedy now for 11 years and uh at the time five plus six years <laughs> like yeah i was i was right at four years so like right in yeah. that same ballpark so the first night i was back it was at like a pretty small mic of i, I was friends with everybody in the room so it's like everybody typically you get five minutes at a mic um i just went up and stole it i'm like hey i'm i have a bunch of thoughts on this i'm gonna talk until i'm done and you're gonna listen to it and then uh, then i'll leave and everybody was super supportive but i couldn't have done that anywhere like i'm not a famous person who just walk into any yeah. comedy club and be like <laughs> i'm gonna talk about how sad i am and you're gonna love it yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like it was I, I might as well just like gone to a bar with my friends it was essentially yeah. the same same thing no, um, dude, and dude, like I you said talk, with dude, i would talk until i got ready to cry that's yeah. literally the point i would take it to so i feel you just going until uh until you were just done done talking and that uh, that's dope man yeah because you're right it is just like going to a bar with your friends yeah <laughs> if it was like a regular if i wasn't that comfortable in that room specifically or with those people i probably probably would have just stuck to five minutes but i'm like i know i can get away with this i know i'm not gonna upset anybody uh i, I might with the material but like with just me going long in an open mic i don't think it's not going to scandalize the Lehigh Valley comedy yeah. scene. <laughs> but like yeah, you said, with trying to do it in feature spots, like absolutely. I had the same experience of if I was headlining, I could maybe work part of it into the middle and yeah. win them back before it's over. But pretty quickly after getting back on stage, I'm like, I have to start billing this as its own thing. Yeah, agreed, uh, dude. Like, it, 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 or, or I had like small chunks of it that would work anywhere where like I had an opener uh to it that worked and then i could get away with maybe four to five minutes of it but if you're doing a feature set and you hit like minute six of dead dad material and they're yeah. not there to see you they're like the fuck is this right <laughs> what is happening that's when people like turn on you especially like whoever the headliner is yeah it's like a real roll of the dice when you're like yeah. Hey, I know I'm going up right before whatever you plan to do, but I will be talking about my brother's yes. deadly car accident for a full <laughs> 20 minutes. Is that okay? Uh, I think I only did that to one headliner. And it was because it was like two weeks before I I did it as a solo show for the first time. I'm like, yeah. I, I, you need, run it. I need a chance to run this. Yeah. And I mean, it worked out like it, it was, uh, I was opening for John Hodgman and I don't think I told him before. <laughs> Oops. Well, like we were That's talking awesome. before and he I'd send him a clip and he was on board. So That's nice. Uh, the, the but clip, I didn't do it to a lot of people because <laughs> I'm picturing you're sending a clip and it's just talking about how alive your brother is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't like it so clip? great having four alive siblings? How they're all still alive? It's just yeah. so good. And you're like, and he's like, yeah, totally. And you're like, like, hey, I think I'm going to talk about my brother tonight. And, like, and he's like, yeah, talk about your brother. That's fine. <laughs> Do that great bit about how, how many you have. You, about how alive and the vivacious they are. Oh, hilarious. Although my dad came to that show, and that was the first time he was seeing the material. And right, I think I was 100% more concerned about uh, irritating my father than John Hodgman. Yeah, my mom what hasn't it? seen my stuff yet, so. She, she my dad's is, seen it multiple times oh, wow. and every time i'm like you don't have to do this like yeah my dad's very supportive and i'm like you can sit this one out like you've been great yeah. for the past decade yeah dude, Take for real, I, I was the same way like my dad was crazy supportive and so is my mom but it was the type of thing, thing where like she knows she's not at a place to to watch that yeah. yet so she's been supportive and she shared it she's never watched it 
my brother who told me he didn't think he'd be able to watch it watched it the day it came out so it's like i've had some family watch it and then some family that are just like i i can't it's just like yeah. i just i can't do this at all what advice i don't do you know have? if my mom ever actually watched it she told me she wasn't going to but i feel like she might have snuck one in you're special yeah oh yeah i didn't even think about that of how other people that were connected to the tragedy how they affect it how like they react to you creating a comedy bit well, around it you know what i mean well if they have yeah. a problem with it they can do an hour about how mad they are at me i ran it by the idea of doing it like i talked to my parents about it and my oh, okay. siblings I, I i like asked my parents if they were okay with it i was gonna do it anyway but like yeah, I asked them. My siblings, I just kind of told, and then everybody else, I'm like, I don't, I don't need your permission. Yeah, no, it's well, the same way. Like I, I, I uh, the only thing that I listen to my mom about it is like, so the way my special is shot is it's like, it's cutting between multiple different shows. Like it's not one take. It's like an outdoor show, a Zoom show. I have yeah. a recording from the set of like the night my dad uh, got diagnosed. So it's all interspersed, and then like a set where I'm working on it, but also like. Uh, the on the year anniversary of his passing I went to the graveyard and just performed it all to his tombstone and yeah. like and so my mom's only rule she was like you're at your father's church when you're in the graveyard don't curse so there's no swearing in those scenes at all <laughs> uh, cut it, around those bits. but it'll cut to other swear words uh, that's the only thing where I was like well, I, I told my mom I was like this is my thing I'll do it and then 30 minutes later, I called her very upset and sorry and said, I, I won't curse. <laughs> <laughs> I won't curse in the graveyard. You're right. Dad wouldn't like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we we just had a member, uh, a member of our community, like lose a parent. And so, like, what advice would you have? And they're struggling with, yeah, how to respond, where, how can they find comedy in this? Like, what kind of advice do you have for someone going through the early stage of this right now? I would say write write the jokes down. Like you'll think of jokes, presume like that's most of the stuff that ended up in the special was just things that I thought of after people would fail at trying to comfort me. And I didn't necessarily intend to perform them, but like I thought of the jokes and I, I wrote them down in the notes app on my phone. And then after a week, I'm like, there's a there's a lot of these. And honestly, some of them are pretty good. So uh, I'm probably I'm gonna definitely I think tell these to people next time I get on stage um, like don't I would say don't dismiss it don't just like think of something and be like oh I shouldn't be thinking of jokes right now like write it down what you do with it later is yeah your, is up to you but don't don't try to stifle that part of it yeah, or no, if it's that- not jokes if you have uh, normal working emotions and you don't just turn everything into jokes you could write that stuff down too but yeah writing is yeah just write it i i agree like uh i don't know how far along in comedy this person is um but like i i was lucky that i was at a place where it's like i knew my jokes were going to be good that i wrote about this and i wasn't going to be discouraged by people not enjoying them um but if you have ideas for jokes write them down and I, i tell people this for anything that they've written there's some premises you're not a good enough comic yet to talk about like that's just part of comedy so but that doesn't mean that those ideas aren't funny uh it just means that you might not be at a point where you're ready to talk about it so it's okay to write the jokes down about um losing your father and then address them in a year or two like it's not gonna lessen the impact of it like when you go back and you're a better joke writer because i don't know i think there's nothing worse than like 
you're not a good enough joke writer yet. You tackle this topic. And so now you have shitty jokes about your father passing away. And then it's like, all right, well, this, yeah. And then that's, and that's a note for like anybody writing is like a lot of times we got comedic brains and we all have pretty good taste. That's why we got into comedy. So you'll have an idea for a premise and you might just not be skilled enough yet to tackle that premise, but always put those ideas in the back of your joke book. I've had multiple bits that I wrote in year one or year two, and then I'm just now able to really make them work and get those things cooking. So I just, and also you might not be someone that's able to talk about that stuff on stage and that's fine too. Like you shouldn't feel bad if you're unable to find the funny and losing someone that is super close to you. So don't feel the pressure to write those jokes either. Uh, yeah, I just, I had to true. do them. Right. I couldn't stop myself from doing it or I would exactly. have like, mm-hmm. but I don't think, I'm sure there's things that could happen to me that I'm like, well, there's absolutely no way I could try to make a joke out of this, but this event just wasn't one of those things. I'm like, I I don't know. My, my brother liked comedy. I feel like he's not going to get, he wouldn't be mad at me. Uh, I mean, he's definitely not now because he's dead, but like (laughs) he's not, if he found out about it, uh, I don't think he'd be like, how dare you? Yeah, no, same thing with my dad, man. He would be just proud and it would be cool that I put it together and him and helping other people. But, just you got to be able to do what you're what you're able to handle, and I uh, and there's no shame in like if you're not at a point to make those type of jokes to be like, all right, I'm gonna put these on the back burner because I need to grieve and process in a different way. Also, go to therapy. You should just go to that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Blanket, go to therapy. <laughs> like that's a, yeah, comedy should not be your therapy. All right, get insurance or pay money ever uh, <laughs> in grief situations or any like. You, yep, you should. I saw a real therapist while I worked these jokes out. It was very helpful Same. to the comedic process to be able to talk them out to a fucking professional and then be able to get on stage and kind of talk through some of the ideas that I talked with them. Did you feel like me. you were working out bits on your therapist? Some, sometimes, but like he was really good about being like, can you stop? <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine was pretty permissive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just like, all right, uh, let's, we should, it was funny because there was like a certain point where he was just like, uh, all right, we've talked about your dad a lot. There's other things you've got going on. Can we talk about those? That's how I found out I have ADD. Yeah. So it's like, okay. like yeah, no, you're sad. I get it. But also, uh, there's also other problems here. We should. <laughs> yeah. Tamagram said, I would love to be able to do comedy about my brother that passed. I haven't been able to yet, but have a bunch of premises. And that's fine. Keep those premises stored. Yeah, there's and, no rush. And you know, if it's something where you're feeling a little frisky, try one of them. Uh, because I don't, I, I can't speak for Glenn. I know for me, when the material about my you dad can. Go bombed, ahead. Uh, it felt worse than any other joke I've ever written bombing. When that stuff didn't work, it it hurt me more than and than like a dumb observational joke not working. At least for me. So I was. Yeah, I'll uh, agree with that. There were a couple things that didn't make the final hour where I, yeah. I still like them but like they just didn't work and i'm like you guys are are wrong this is a great (laughs) joke the one i think i like the most it's because my last name is really tickle so so is my brother's and i'm like that made some at at the accident site somebody laughed at my brother's last name yep because like emts have seen it all like they're not that mortified when they get there like they pull his wallet out and they're like yeah doug come look at this and and silence every time i did that joke i'm like that's hilarious yeah that is funny yeah sandy said she's listening on the way to a show but a uh, question for winston and then question for both winston what award 
So have you won? And then for both of you, have you entered any film festivals? So my, the awards that I've won is I've, I've gotten accepted to two or three different film festivals. And then in the Pinnacle Film Fest, I won uh, Best in Show and Best Short uh, Documentary for my special. So that's the... So that's the answer to both of those questions for me. <laughs> nice. Um, I was I was going to submit it to festivals, but I kind of dragged my feet on recording the material finally and and putting it out. Like it came out the beginning of last year, uh, and it the accident was in 2016. So I, I took my time, and then just the the amount of time it adds on to being able to release it to run it through festivals. I'm like I. I just got to put it out. It did play yeah. in uh, the Lehigh Valley, Greater Lehigh Valley Filmmaker Festival, I think it's called, nice. at one of the venues where I ran it first. I did like a half hour cut before the final one. Um, but I, I, since I do so much stuff with them, it was like out of competition. Yeah. But yeah, that's they fair. liked it. Uh, I will say I have a much more impressive list, and it's all the film festivals that told me to fuck off. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, I've got a nice long list of festivals that were like, we did not accept your father's death comedy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think I would have taken that personally. Like, I didn't submit yeah. I only submitted it to the one it played in, but I did a short during uh during the pandemic and i submitted that to a ton of festivals and none of them wanted it but it was like a dumb joke about isaac newton i'm like oh i don't i don't i don't have personal attachment to this one like still i it's fun and you're wrong and you should put it in your festival but like, yeah exactly my feelings aren't hurt i mean they're a little hurt <laughs> yeah and sullivan says yeah she's in the dead dad club now one of the newest members she said nice man Hell yeah. So it sounds like, because I know um, Winston's actually at a show, so um, he was jumping on here just to help answer some questions about the topic before he had to go do it. But it, it's seeming like the a major consensus is, one, like immediately start writing down the jokes that come to your mind. It's okay to have them. Like, it's not a bad thing. But don't also, don't feel pressure to have jokes about it. And also go to therapy. That seems to be some of my major yeah, takeaways. Huge. Yeah. What are you guys? I would I would mark those down as like the three big. Yeah, those points. are the most important ones. It's okay to a... write jokes. You don't have to write jokes. Go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> it's the new tagline. Uh, I do think talking about it, like therapy or having friends, like 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 the pod, like the podcast I do, Dead Dead Comedy Pod. It's been infinitely helpful to me to just like be vulnerable and put it out there and just like have these open frank conversations with other comedians and other people and um whether it's with a therapist or not it should be with the therapist um having people you can talk to about this is very 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 important whether it's mm -hmm. audiences whether it's a therapist or other comics that have been through it because i think just having a comic you can talk to feel comfortable with maybe riff a little bit about it and just someone that can like you can say how angry you actually are and just like the stuff that's really upsetting you and they're not going to judge you because all of us comics are crazy like we're all crazy people and it's and they get it when you're like losing your mind over something so yeah that's i'll the, back that's, that up yeah my i was i was writing jokes down i was also texting them to uh one of my comedian friends jason brown because i'm like well jason's 
broken so he's not gonna be like how dare you make jokes about this at a time like i'm like but it was going i was just sending him for a couple days and then he wrote one back and i was like nah that's not that's not how this is gonna work yeah dude it's like all right like solid bit but uh it's different when you do it yeah so where where can everyone like check out your specials or really, I mean, also, where did you find, did you have a local therapist? Was there an online resource? Like, I mean, any, any help in that direction as well for people? Uh, I was lucky in uh, the therapy department is like, I talked to my brother and he was just like, hey, here's um, like my, his really good friend had a therapist he really liked. And I was very lucky in that the first therapist I tried was great but therapy is like dating like you need to find a therapist that works for you and don't get discouraged if you see more than one therapist because there were multiple therapists i'd seen in the past that i went to one thing and was like this person sucks i'm never doing therapy uh but it's like you need to find your person just like you need to find your person with dating like someone that gets you and like the way they talk to you and treat you you react well to that and uh, you can find literally all of my stuff uh winstonhodges.com and there's like a link to the special on youtube grieving productively and then there's also links to the dead dad comedy pod and uh, my dms are always open to talk about this stuff that is like one of the few things i tell people send me a facebook message i I respond as quickly as i as i can and i'm always down to talk to people and link them to some resources and stuff because i feel like part of the responsibility i have for using this as a form of comedy and a form of entertainment and trying to get people to like what I do. Part of the responsibility I have is, uh, is listening to people when they're going through stuff too. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I just went through my health insurance website to find a therapist. Um, but in the past, yeah, there's been ones that I haven't liked and I liked this one a lot and then she moved. So, uh, I still haven't gotten around to finding a new one cause I have ADD. Um, but yeah, you can find the the specials on Amazon. You can just watch it on my site. I made it. Uh, you can just like do a rental as pay what you want. So you can just put zero and watch it. Because I didn't like that people who had Amazon Prime could watch it for free, but other people couldn't. Mm. Um, it's on. It'll be on Tubi soon. I found nice. out from my distributor. It'll be on frequent Flophouse Punchline web streaming service Tubi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if people go to bit.ly slash good grief glenn all one word uh there's like a post on the hulu message board i'm trying to get them to pick it up and if it gets us like i think it's 100 votes they look at it like it doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere but i just want more people to be That's able to dope. see it i feel oh, that, that is awesome yeah we'll definitely i think have... i'm at like 30 what's it so bit, if 70 bit, of you can bit.ly slash what good grief glenn good grief glenn perfect the name yeah. of the special is good grief a comedy about loss and being bad at it it's not a title i like Perfect. That's dope, though. Yeah, do that. And mine, I was actually talking to a doctor, and he said if a thousand people send me a thousand dollars, my dad will come back to life. Now you can go. <laughs> I'll ahead. Venmo you. Yeah, Venmo at Winston H Comedy, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth just it's worth a shot. <laughs> well, that's hilarious, man. I I appreciate both of y'all for jumping on here and talking about such a, a serious topic with such lightheartedness, but with such great information. This was extremely helpful, gents. I really appreciate oh, people can y'all. reach out to me too. I feel bad that Winston said it and then I didn't. Yeah, Glenn's <laughs> like, leave me alone. I'm ADD. Yeah, <laughs> I might not respond for a while because I have I have young children, but I'll do it eventually. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, we'll have links to all that for the podcast. And uh, thank you, Hot Breath Pros, for hanging out. I will share a link to where we can vote you up, Glenn. 
That's our yeah, that's our new goal. You. We'll share it everywhere to get you a hundred votes, my friend. Thanks. And uh, thank you for hanging out, pros, asking questions. Reach out to them directly if you have any um, questions or needs for resources. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow with a Q and A. With uh, we have a Booker coming in tomorrow. So oh, nice. Fun. So until then, pros, have a good day. Bye, y'all. Well, there you have it, hot brethren and sistren. A tough topic, but I think we tackled it with a lot of helpful tips. If you did find this episode helpful and insightful, do reach out to Glenn and Winston and let them know that their time and information was well-received and very helpful. And if you'd like to get access to future Q&As that we do in Hot Breath Pro, all you got to do is go into the show notes of this episode, click Join Hot Breath Pro, and you'll see the page to where you can sign up and start connecting with me and other comics around the world, all invested in leveling up their comedy together. So I appreciate all of you for spending your valuable time with us here. This was such a, a deep, deep topic. But I do have links to all of Glenn and Winston's projects as well, so you can go and support them. And anything we can do to help you out there, you're not alone in this journey. So anything we can do to help here at the Hot Breath of Earth, that's what we're all about. So we love you all. We appreciate you for spending valuable time with us. And we will see you next Monday. Right here on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.